Yeah, man. Let's go to Castle Vapor. It's proper waxer. And like, we have all the best gear, and we're even rip you off, like, unless you look like a schnuffles. Which case you put double kisses. Welcome to the Castle Vape Podcast. This is a podcast where we'll be discussing all things to do with vaping. In each episode, we'll try to discuss different aspects of vaping, from the devices, the e-juices. We'll try to approach this from a beginner's kind of point of view, um, but obviously deal with things leading up to to advanced level. And I'm here with uh, Ian and Adam, who work at the Castle Vape uh, Vape Shop in Prada. Well, my name's Ian. And I am a vapor. I have a shop, and I sell vape things. And I am Chris, and I don't have a shop, but I have just started vaping and have many questions. I am Adam. I am also a vapor. I loiter in a shop, and I can answer many questions. Do we get a prize if I get the question right? Yes. Excellent. I guess, like, if I continue to vape. That's probably that probably means we've, we've done all right. You know, right. the prize will be a lengthened life for Chris. I mean, that's yes. a, that's a yeah. beautiful. So technically, now you own him. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Right. And it continues on. Well, does that mean I own you too? No, no, I, I, wasn't, I, I began vaping before I met you. Just so. Yeah, um, but then, but yeah, but then. Yeah, but I, then I welcomed you to the dark side. And showed you the, the the errors of your ways and showed you what to do properly. Hey, I'd have been totally fine with that pen, mate. I had those yeah. those silica coils yeah. were were well whipped. <laughs> well known fact. With twenty four milligram nicotine, oh yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, how how are you finding vaping compared to your smoking? I've uh, well, to be honest, I mean it's the first I did try vaping a while back. And I was really looking for something that was going to like mimic smoking almost identically, and I found that it, it doesn't. Obviously, I think it's uh, one of the one of the problems I think I had. I was trying to find something as well that, that was like a nicotine flavored, like not nicotine flavored, like tobacco flavored. Yeah. And uh, it just didn't recreate that experience, so I kind of like stopped. And I think this this time I've went into it with a bit more of a realistic ex- realistic expectation of, uh, you know, just I realized that tastes nice and yeah and, and, and it's not going to be the same experience but it's i don't know if i'm mumbling on a bit no, too no, much I here mean, but no, no. i think you're exactly it's, right uh, it, it's it's not exactly the same what you're looking for is something that's analogous rather than is a is a that, clear replacement yeah i mean when i when I, I i found stopping smoking absolutely so easy with this it's it's been insane i mean i've never had such an easy time like I've been looking forward to going for a vape and 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 looking forward to trying the different flavors and things like that. And it's a really different experience. So I like I haven't even thought about I've 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 been quit smoking now for about three and a half weeks, and that's brilliant. I, I, it hasn't even occurred to me to like go for buy a pack of cigarettes. So there's been no internal struggle to to like want a cigarette or anything like that. Nothing like in every other time I've tried to quit smoking, whether it be like. Cold turkey with patches. I tried tablets like the, the champix. Well, yeah. I can't really champix. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then tried a combination of like a couple of different things, and it's with this, it's just been so easy. So, it, but again, it was setting my expectations yeah. realistically to begin with. It kind of made it that that way, you know. So well, you always need the, the the willpower, you know, and and, and that's yeah. that's one thing that you've obviously possessed in spades. But then it is a question of of getting everything right from that point on you 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 do that and then let vape and carry the rest of it through while while you have that yeah. that that self-possession to do it how how do, how do you think cigarettes smell now after three and a half weeks <laughs> like it, it smell <laughs> like that it's yeah it, to be honest right the cigarettes don't bother us the smell of cigarettes like i, I don't particularly enjoy the smell so I'll stand away from the smokers when I go for a, a vape at work, or is that what you'd call it? By the way, yeah, I'm not yeah. quite sure what the terminology yeah. is. You go, you just say going for a vape. Yeah, well, I mean, oh. it's it's exactly the same as you would treat a cigarette. You go out yeah. for a vape. It's, I mean, to be honest with you, I think someone should come up with a better word for it. I have, but have you? Yeah, uh, you may notice that I use the word snoof quite a lot. 
Snoof. <laughs> I like snoof. Yeah, it's a nice word. Going for a quick snoof. Yeah, That's quick. mint. I like well, that. Mint for a snoof. You know? I'm, I'm snoofing right now. <laughs> snoof <laughs> the shit out of it, mate. Oh. I am. Try it out. We'll see what happens. See if see if we can get get some traction. Yeah, snoof. It's a good That's, idea. We'll get t-shirts, mate. I like it. I snoof. <laughs> <laughs> I snoof. Therefore, I am. I like that. Nice. Yeah. So how long how long have you guys been vaping? Snoofing, snoofing. snoofing. Sorry, I fucked up straight away. I think we'll, pro we'll probably better stick <laughs> stick the uh, vape for this. I think snoof could get confusing. Yeah, you're right. But we're gonna you're move right. on with so, snoof after this. Yeah, it's very, it's very close to snuff, and that's one of my other pastimes. What snuff movies? <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> Almighty! Don't get me excited. I'm getting excited now. Just thinking about it. I've been I've been vaping. I've been vaping and snoofing for about five years now. Um, and I've just progressed to the stage where now I've got so many different toys and devices to play with. It's it's the hardest decision in the world every day of what I'm going to use, which is yeah. quite, quite a nice position to be in. Um, but I found that when I first started, it was uh, extremely difficult because I was a very heavy smoker and financially that was the reason why I quit because cigarettes were just costing far too much money yep. and when you add it up and did a little bit of forensic calculation on the old finances we were spending between me and the wife 350 sterling UK pounds a month on things that we'd been <laughs> so it was a bit of a Oh my God, that's a lot of money, Gail. Let's um, <laughs> let's not smoke anymore and let's vape. So yeah, I, it just went from strength to strength for me because I was I'm very determined to save that money so I could spend it on other things <laughs> that I want to buy. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't Which work out, uh, does it? No, you spend. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a fallacy, but it can be true. It can. It can work out like that if you don't get into the hobbyist side of things. But if you get into the hobbyist side of things, prepare yourself to spend. Because there's lots of shiny things out there, and you will get shiny items for sure. That's a guaranteed fact. I think, to be honest, I've already got a taste of it after like three and a half weeks, because yeah. my lass is already looking for another another uh, device. Yeah. Uh, like... What what's the correct terminology there? Should I say a vaporizer or mod? Or is that mod like, is the sort of like correct terminology mod. for the, for the okay. actual box that holds the, the battery? That's a mod. Yeah. Okay. And then you've got you got several different things you can put on top of the mod. So you've got an RDA, an RDTA uh, tank. Uh, there's lots. I mean, the, the RDA is one where it's. Uh, it's a, a small atomizer where you rebuild it. Mm -hmm. You rebuild it, you make a coil or you buy coils for it. But the coils are a little bit different to the ones that you'd find in a tank. Okay. Um, then you've got a, a rebuildable dripping tank atomizer, which is the best of both worlds. You get a tank and a rebuildable area. And then you've got your tanks, which take what we call stock coils, which are made by the company who makes the tank. And you buy one of them once a week, sometimes once a fortnight. Some, I mean, one of our customers had a, a coil for six months when I had them. Yeah, six months. Yeah, six that was months. just a, six, six, six months. Yeah, six months. Not bad at all. To be honest, uh, uh, that would be me six hours, I reckon, considering the rest of this. <laughs> so I, yes. guess that's, I guess that's what I'm using now as well with the, the one I have. You have a Inigan T22, I believe, is your T20. setup, I think. T20. T20. That's T20, yeah. So that, that's that's what I'm using. I found it lasted about, I like the taste really noticeably changed after about a week, week and a half. Yeah. Like um, and then it once I popped a new one in there, tasted lush again temporarily yeah. and then gradually faded and so you kind of get I've already kind of got an idea of roughly how long it lasted me. So that's good. Yeah. Good. I guess it's good to set expectations. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and kind of, and I, I've got an idea with the fluids as well, roughly how long how long a bottle's going to last me as well. So you kind of get an idea, you can start kind of budgeting it as well. You can, yeah, so, which is I, good. When I started, I had a an Enneken 
and it was a variable voltage similar to the t20 that you've got but it was a lot thinner and the coils were nowhere near as flavorsome as what the t20 is yeah. but i used to it was in volts and i didn't know what i was doing when i first had it so i used to burn the coils out quite often <laughs> yeah. just by turning it up too much you know i mean okay. i began vaping three years after ian and my first device was a ed variable voltage uh with a you know very very small tank on top very much like a k1 um, and that was variable voltage, and that was exactly the same. Just hammer the voltage through and burn the coil away in, in seconds. It's easily done. So we'll be going through it in more detail on a, a, a I guess, a weekly basis and, and uh, just going into kind of like what all these things are. So the different terminology here, and because for myself, I don't even know. So, <laughs> so it's going to be useful yeah. for me to learn as we go as well. So, yeah. So for anybody who's listening, that's... Uh, that's kind of the idea, but this this episode is just to kind of generalize, kind of go through and find out what it's all about, things like that. So, what? How how long has vaping been around? Because that's the other thing I'm not sure about. I've noticed it more and more recently. Like I've seen loads of people like starting to vape. There's two theories. The original patent um, was put forward in the 60s uh, in America, but nothing was ever done with it. Um, you know, there's there's rumours in in general misconceptions about that being buried by Philip Morris, um, but the real uh, breakthrough. Ian might remember the exact year, but it was a Chinese guy. Um, I believe the late 90s, Ian. Yeah, it was a ch Chinese yeah. guy in the late 90s who came up with the, the idea of a modern um, cardo, a modern atomizer that works with voltage. Um, and it's it's really grew since then. Um, but I mean, there's been a, an enormous uptake in vaping uh, in just the past two, three years. Like it, it's grown exponentially on a on a weekly basis. Um, I believe it's once every four minutes a smoker in the UK takes up vaping. Whether or not they stick with it, that's a different statistic. But once every four minutes a, a smoker makes the switch. Yeah. To, to vape. Yeah, the, the, I noticed I noticed a lot of changes around about five years ago um, when I saw uh, a, it was a company had set up a stand in a shopping mall. And they were selling what we call a cigar like so it looked like a cigarette the filter that you'd imagine on a cigarette was where you'd have the juice the e-liquid and the actual white tobacco part of the cigarette mm -hmm. was the battery and it was a very basic system where you just replace that filter two or three times a day because they wouldn't last very long and then it was it was just the, the start of things to come and it was for me that was the device that first got me looking into cigarettes mm -hmm. compared to vaping and it was amazing because i'm like well that the water vapor that you create the vape was what i needed because i tried everything else and it was just the fact that i could vape that water vapor and it looked like i was smoking so psychologically i was telling myself i just had a cigarette and i thought it was the most amazing thing in the world and then a lot of shops like started selling these and they were mainly like the bric a brac shops the shops that sell everything the place where you go to buy a, a wall yeah. plug you know they would start selling these cigar likes and the generally that's all you could get and then the first what was called a, like a ce4 which is one of the very first tanks that i remember seeing was like a massive breakthrough because it was a tank that was could hold about one and a half mil of juice or e-liquid mm -hmm. we'll call it juice okay if i meant if i mentioned the word juice i'm referring to e-liquid <laughs> it's not oil okay it's never oil and when people come into the shop and say i'm just going to get some oil i'm like I, okay is that for your screwdriver or for your your, oh, your yeah. chainsaw because <laughs> i don't sell oil but yeah oils just oil's not good no so the CE4 was one of the very first tanks that I saw. And inside that tank, there was just a small chamber. It used to hold one and a half mil of juice. And there was silica wick, which was hanging out the sides at the top of this. And then around the silica, there was what we call um, canthal wire, which was a very thin wire just wrapped around that silica. And when you put the power through it, it heated up mm -hmm. and vaporized the juice. And it was a massive, massive breakthrough because 
attached to that tank, you could have a better battery. Because the batteries that you had on the Sigal likes weren't really worth a bottle of pop. They would last maybe two hours, mm -hmm. three hours if you were lucky. And to be honest with you, when it first came about, it was a great idea, but it just didn't perform the way it should. And that's when the CE4 and a lot of tanks very similar to the CE4 started appearing. And that's when the vaping craze just yeah. went crazy. Because people then started taking these coils apart, saying, well, is that all there is to it? It's just a, a positive and negative and some cancel wrapped around a wire. I can do a better job than that. And that's when it, it the vaping equipment just exploded onto the scene. And it just, it's never stopped. It's it's a an industry that's worth probably 50 billion pounds wow. worldwide now. And that was the estimates from two or three years ago. It's, it's, it's a massive, massive industry. But there's so much choice. And that's one of the biggest problems that there is in this industry is when you walk into a vape shop, or the majority of vape shops, you walk in and there's just so much to choose. It's It can be very daunting to walk in as a and someone who mm -hmm. wants to quit smoking, to walk into any vape shop and go, Guys, I want to stop smoking. What do you recommend? Because there is, like with you found, the when you tried vaping the mm -hmm. first time, yeah, it yeah. didn't work. And I'm a great believer that if you go for something like that T20, when you very first start, you'll find that your sex rate is very high because the T20, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is the closest thing to smoking a cigarette that you yeah. can actually get. Yeah, it's it's it's. It really does a really good job of mimicking it. It's a, uh, it's a really nice device, you know. I'm very impressed with it. I mean, I think yeah. like anything else, I think vaping, especially because of the way it's grown and as Ian's saying, um, you know, it was people ripping things apart and, and moving forward, and it took the, the companies a while to catch up with this, which is why that when you know we talked about terminology before, and you know we we say the bit with the battery is called the mod. The reason it's called the mod, um, is it's a modified device. So originally, you know, as Ian was saying, people were getting these things, ripping them apart and putting them back together in a, in a way that suited the way they chose to vape. And, yeah. it, you know, because of this, the language has been built in a, a very, very odd way to where we still, you know, you'll buy a device, but call it a mod. Um, yeah. You know, CE4 is, is totally ubiquitous, but who the fuck knows what a CE4 is? until anyone explains it. And I think that's very much what Ian's saying there is it's, you come in, there's a, there's a whole vernacular that is unique and because we're in it day to day we forget this in, in terms of vapors and we think it's normal yeah. to be like oh well it's a suburb tank on top of a mod and it's you know running off 280 <laughs> 650s and it'll chuck out whatever at, a, at 100 watts and it yeah and it's a, a twisted clapton with a, a dual coil and i'm putting in some 80 20 yeah. vg heavy it's, it's, it just liquid. becomes nothing it's it's noise <laughs> That's all that is to, to a normal person. That's just noise. So the, the, the trick is, is to break it down and just go, it, you know, and, and Ian and me do this on a daily basis where we, it, you don't need to know all that stuff. Here's a T20, crack yeah. on. You know? That's it. That's and it. That, and I think, what, like like yeah. me, it's, I, I got a hold of it. I loved it. The more I looked into it, the more I realized I didn't know. Like, I think it's it's brilliant. I think it's it's great that people have embraced it, like, so, to that, that level, you know? Like, because there's clearly it clearly means there's something there. No, de definitely. I think I think the, the the big thing with the hobbyist aspect, and I know I've talked about this with Ian before. Um, I think I've I've talked about it with you before, where, where when you're a bit of a nerd, and let's face it, the three of us are sitting around on a Sunday night talking about vaping, so we're all a little bit nerdy. <laughs> um, when you're a bit of a nerd, <laughs> that is a huge part of of becoming a vapor, of becoming a snoofer, as opposed to a smoker is. You can become involved. You can you can really read up on things. You can research. You can experiment and find out what's right for you. Yeah. And, it, and it's another crutch to lean on as you're quitting smoking. Mean, the the one thing that surprised me the most, and it's 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 completely a great example of what Adam's saying. <laughs> when you were smoking, did you ever go up to anybody, Chris, in your entire life? And say, oh, what cigarettes you smoking there, mate? That's true. That is a good <laughs> you would never do that. But as a vapor, 
How many times have you seen another vape? I'm like, oh, see someone what, you vaping? I'm looking at him trying to like work out what they've got and uh, what, you know, yeah. like, you got no, there's no way to tell what liquid they've got, but. It's, to me, it's it, the funniest thing, the funniest thing I ever see on it, and it's on a daily basis. When I'm vaping, I vape in the car, and the devices I use produce huge <laughs> amounts of snoof. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I can, with the smoke alarms in my house, I can set them off in 14 seconds. <laughs> Okay, so when I'm driving around in the car and there's this massive cloud of smoke leaving the window, and I see another car, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> hello, you vapor! I can see you vaping. I'm going to speed up yeah. just so I can show you my cloud." <laughs> you know, when I was smoking a cigarette in the car, I would never speed up to see yeah. who it was <laughs> that was smoking a cigarette. You know, it's and it's it's a industry which it it sort of gets under your skin. Where you nowadays you can go to vape meets, where you can go with other people that do the same thing as you. Where oh, on Friday night, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the cigarette meets. We're going to go and smoke cigarettes <laughs> together, and talk about filters, yeah. and and the packaging, and how this one works. And you know, the only sort of like nerdy thing that I ever got involved with was cigarettes, was Zippo lighters. Yeah. I have a huge collection of Zippo lighters and clipper lighters. And that was it. It was that was nothing more. I would never think, oh, I'm gonna keep that packet. It's bloody lovely that. <laughs> Nowadays, I buy a mod and I'm like, oh my god, have you seen the box, Adam? Adam, look at the box. <laughs> look at what it comes in. That's gonna be so useful to me. And it's like it it's a crazy, crazy industry, but it's this the craziness that's in this industry is great. I love it. I absolutely love the fact that an accountant can walk into my shop and shoot the shizzle for half an hour about different flavors, about different devices. And then Fred or Schnuffles, as we call him, comes into the shops and he's like, this is awesome. I love this. I want this. Can I have some more? And it's like, yeah, you can, man. Just come in, have a chat. And you can, it's one of the only environments other than the pub where you can go to a shop and socialize yeah and meet new people without any preconceptions of who they are or what they do for a living or what type of background they come from it's so beautiful it's it i love it to bits is there a lot of people who come from come from a not smoking at all to vaping like does it because you hear a lot of this I think, there's I think... there are some mm -hmm. there are some and it's usually i mean i only know in in the last five years three people that have come up to me and said can i get one of them with no nicotine in it mm -hmm. and i'm like well you can but i wouldn't advise you to because there's uh there's shisha um pipes you can get for that and it's 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 a very it's it's not a taboo yeah. subject it's um it's more and i'll give you the example the three people Every single one of them asked me about getting one for them after they could smell the vapor that I was creating. Because it, they were like, oh my God, that's so nice. Can I get one? And I'm like, well, you can, but I'm not going to put any nicotine in it for you. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, uh, to be honest with you, all three of them tried it for a while and then gave up on it. Because it, it, it's not something that you would get hooked or addicted to. Yeah. It's it's one of those kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't things. You know, a lot of time, like like on a on a moralistic level, you don't want anyone who does not smoke to come and buy vape to to, to start vaping. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, when you get like a kid of eighteen or nineteen who who, who wants to begin vaping, and, and you're like, well, do you smoke? And, and you know, they reply, no. It's like, well, are, are you going to start smoking? Or are you going to go straight on a vaping or, or what? You know, and on on a on an ethical level, I don't want anyone to start vaping who isn't a smoker. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I really, really don't want anyone to do what I did and what both of you two guys did and become a smoker. So it's you know it's yeah. it's a rock and a hard place. But ethically, it's it's not something I would ever encourage to someone who doesn't smoke. Um, you know, I, I would but never I put really... it forward as an idea. I mean, I just couldn't see it being like, like I've seen a lot of reports in the media, like sort of like of people talking about, um, like sort of t 
teen, like teenagers and stuff wanting to vape instead of smoking and stuff and, and I'm like I just can't see when I was a kid I couldn't like sort of smoking was cool for a reason you know because it was naughty and you know like sort of it's not something that we really see on a on a daily basis where we see kids coming into the shop I mean we do get the occasional maybe over the last nine months maybe nine ten people come into the shop and we've like we've basically stopped them dead in their tracks and went you can look as much as you want, children, but unless you've got some ID, you ain't buying nothing. And it, it isn't something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. It's the majority of people that come into shop are people that are vapors already. Or it's people that are smoking that want to stop smoking and they want to try vaping. And that's, you know, the majority of our customers, and I would say probably about 70% of our customers are new customers mm-hmm. that want to try vaping and, and stop smoking and that's great we love that you know yeah it's it's the best thing in the world to see someone and i always i have a thing that i say to people that when they come in because i know how hard it is to sub i've done it myself twice okay yeah and i always tell people look vape get this as the device we go through all the different options and give them the best device which is ideal for them and then I tell them, for five days, try it. Don't cheat for five days. Mm-hmm. And on the sixth day, light the cigarette up and tell me if you can smoke it or if you can't. Because it doesn't take that long for your body to forget what smoking's like. Yeah. It really, it's like two or three days without a cigarette. And on the fourth day, if you light the cigarette up, you, it's quite appalling the feelings and the taste sensations that you get from a cigarette. I mean, so you always tell people and challenge them, do it for five days, then light the cigarette up and then come back and see me and tell me if it worked or not. My last, uh, after I, th- I think probably about four or five days, she hadn't put a, like she'd changed the coil or she'd done something with the coil and she hadn't put it back in properly and it started leaking when she was on her way to work. So she yeah. still had a pack of cigarettes yeah. left over. So she started, she, she had one, she said she had about half of it and she couldn't smoke anymore. She said it was just horrible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she went back home. She actually drove and, back home instead, cleaned it all up, put a new coil in, and then filled it up, and then back on her way. You know, it was that. It was that bad. It actually she made herself late for work just to get uh, the e-cigarette. Back. Yeah. And that's what you'll find with the majority of people. Um, there's a few sort of key points in your life where something will happen, and it'll be a, a stressor, where you'll go for a cigarette because you're used to doing that. Mm-hmm. But hand on heart, I don't think many people would smoke a full cigarette. And there are a lot of people out there, Chris, that do both. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. You know? Yeah. And there's a lot of people I know will smoke in the morning and then they'll vape all day and then they'll have a cigarette at night and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of them things where you, you've, you've got to try and persist with it. And it's like Adam described this amazingly to one of our customers about how and what you should do in the morning and i use it every day now um where the the mornings for me were the worst mm-hmm. as soon as my foot was halfway out of the bed i had a cigarette in my mouth and i used to light it up as i was getting out of bed mm-hmm. and adam said to this customer once this is what you need to do when you get up in the morning just pick up your, your device whatever your mod or T20 or whatever vaping device you've got and hammer the hell out of it while the kettle boils (laughs) because the way your body ingests the nicotine is completely different to the way a cigarette gives you the nicotine Mm -hmm. okay so by hammering that vape while the kettle's boiling because it's about four minutes for a kettle to boil maybe five during that time by the time the kettle's boiled your body's ingested enough nicotine that your body would normally ingest so by hammering your vape in the morning gets you out of that crave. And then the same at the end of the night. Before you go to bed, just hammer it. And then your body will have the nicotine it needs to move on without having them cigarettes morning and night. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's, that's kind of what I've found. Like, I'll, I'll, like I'm, because I was always a morning smoker as well. I'd have a cup of coffee, I'd have a smoke. And, and now I'm just, I've, I've changed it. And I'll be kind of vaping around the house as I'm getting ready. You know, it, it actually gives me more. Yeah. 
So. Do you know the one thing I like about vaping more than anything else is the fact that you can do it in so many places where you could never light the cigarette up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. I mean. Adam still does his own thing at his house, and I do my own thing at my house, and I vape everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when I'm out and about, I'll ethically and morally, I always treat my vape like I would a cigarette. So if I'm at a restaurant, I'll go outside to have a snoof. Yeah. <laughs> I won't vape at the table. I'll go outside, and then the same if I'm in, in a pub. I'll not vape inside the pub, and there's a lot of pubs that let you vape, but I just find that. There's so much stigma attached to vaping, which is negative, mm-hmm. that I don't want to give people the excuse or allow myself to ruin my night by having an argument with some tourag that's like, yeah, I want them vapes I bought for you. And I'm like, just don't get me started. Yeah, that, that is a big <laughs> thing. It, it's that treating it the same as you would a cigarette because <clears throat> it smells better, it looks better, it, it tastes better. But a lot of people aren't educated enough to know that. So you just remove that from, from being an issue. The other thing as well, though, when it all comes to vaping in pubs, there's a lot of pubs where they let you vape, but they're not quite used to um, to subhuming. They're not used to like someone vaping at 100 watts with uh, 80-20 juice. Because I can fill, there's a couple of local pubs where I know me and Ian have had a pint, um, and they're fine with you vaping, except for us, because we will fill the place <laughs> out in, <laughs> in minutes. In, in minutes. minutes. <laughs> You just got giant, giant clouds, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, like literally, right now, I can just see my monitor, which is about two foot in front of me. But it's like Ian says, I, mean, I, I don't vape in the house. You may notice you can hear Ian vaping. I don't vape in the house. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I vape around the children. There's, there's no problems. But I'm in the habit of going outside for a cigarette, and I kept that habit going with the vaping. Um, yeah. And I just scamper outside. And you know, and again, it's another, it's another aspect of the quitting that you keep the same. You have you have that analog. And I'm outside, and I've got five minutes peace away from the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'd ever say that aloud, of course. I mean, it's it's one, of, it's one of the things I've been wondering about because obviously I've got I've got a small child as well. You know, it's kind of the the secondhand smoke thing that was it's one of the stigmas of smoke. And is there is there anything like that with with vaping? Or is there just not enough? Is there anything? Is it a case that nothing's I, known about it, or is it a case? I, I can that give you. I can give you a, a, a very the, the scientific perspective that is now. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as it stands, because of the small amount of nicotine that you're inhaling, is mm-hmm. uh, a milligram or is a percentage. It's a very very small amount, and because of the way that we our lungs absorb vape compared to smoke, when we exhale, there's there's a very very tiny amount of nicotine in that. And that, mm-hmm. to the best of our knowledge now, is the only dangerous chemical in vapes, is, is a general rule. Um, okay. Now, I would never, ever say it's fine to vape around a baby or a small child or anything like that, but all I can say is that I vape around my children. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, I, you know, I never smoked with them in a confined space or anything like that, but I'll vape with them in a confined space. Yeah. So, I, I could, but... You know, for, from a medical perspective, as we know right now, it's fine. Crack on. Still drunk. Yeah. On top of that, Chris, the, the one thing, which is just another element of the scientific side of things, with nicotine, even for argument's sake, just say that when you inhale vapor, 50% of the nicotine is, in, is ingested and 50% comes out when you exhale, okay? Just for argument's sake. Okay. It's not true, but we'll say 50-50 for now. Nicotine has the same addictive qualities as a cup of coffee. Okay. So if you drink a cup of coffee around a child, it's the same as nicotine vaping so the the addictive side of vaping comes where it's more along the lines of the flavor the sensation the enjoyment you get out of vaping nothing to do with what's in that liquid because there's only four ingredients in any e-liquid that i know of Mm -hmm. and the four ingredients are very very simple and you can buy them anywhere the first ingredient is propylene glycol or monopropylene glycol 
The second ingredient is vegetable glycerin. The third ingredient would be a flavoring, which is usually based in a propylene glycol base. Okay. And the nicotine is also on a propylene glycol base or a vegetable glycerin base. This is all 50-50. So the vegetable glycerin and the propylene glycol is 98% of the contents of any vape or 90% for argument's sake mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to get the flavoring that is usually a food flavoring. Um, it's pharmaceutical grade. Uh, the nicotine is always processed by pharmaceutical companies. So everything that you find in an e-liquid bottle is from a reputable uh, manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Nigh on 100% safe, you know. The, the, the nicotine content that you get in a liquid now, in the UK and in European law, the, the TPD, which is the Tobacco Products Directive, mm-hmm. which is sort of the regulatory side of e-cigs now, has stated that the maximum amount of nicotine you can get in any e-liquid bottle is 20 milligrams. Now, 20 milligrams of nicotine, even if you drank a 10 mil bottle, is not going to cause an adult any harm. Mm-hmm. It may give you a poorly tummy, but I wouldn't advise a child or an animal to ingest 10 mil of 20 milligram because... It's like anything. You've got thresholds and you've got your body can deal with a lot of things. The way we can handle nicotine is different to the way a child can. You know? So there's there's certain sort of like rules that you've got to abide by. I mean, I would always advise people to keep things out of reach of children, just like you would bleach. Treat it like a chemical that you wouldn't want your children to play with. And then you you take away any element of disaster. Just just to follow up along with the nicotine. Um, the, the only risk that we don't because nicotine is a quantifiable risk and we're aware of you know how, how it works and how it's metabolized and what it does um, mm-hmm. there's never been tests done on VG PG and the flavorings so the, the potential long term risks come from that mainly the flavorings because to be honest vegetable glycerin is cough medicine and propylene glycol is used in loads of food production where we're used to ingesting it. There might be a small carcinogenic risk because it's it's being heated up, but that's going to be quite small. Um, the only risk comes from flavorings. And to be honest with you, you know, just again, just to put people's mind at ease, is the vaping uh, community has been brutal when it comes to flavorings. The minute that there is a hint that something could be hinky, something could be a bit wrong, everyone mm-hmm. falls on it like a pack of jackals and all of a sudden it disappears from the shelves so the the, the big scare was a thing called popcorn lung um, which is from a, a sweetener <laughs> i believe it's a sweetener isn't it Ian? diacetyl yeah it's, a sweetener. it's a, a, basically it comes from diacetyl which is probably the best buttery flavor on the planet okay so it was used in a lot of liquids to start with, but then everyone's just like, oh my God, you can't have that in it. It's bad for you. Uh-huh. Um, just to recap, before we go further with that, is the lethal dose for adults is 60 milligrams yeah. of nicotine. 60 milligrams. Okay. okay. So 60 milligram. So when you when people manufacture e-liquids, they're either using 100% uh, nicotine or 72 milligrams uh, of nicotine which obviously gets diluted down in the, the liquid that you're making. So if I was to make 100 mil of e-liquid and I wanted to make it in with 3 milligram and I was using 72 milligram strength nicotine, I would only put 4 milliliters of the nicotine solution into that 100 mil, which would then turn it into a 3 milligram liquid. So the, the nicotine that I can get from manufacturing is maximum in the UK of 72 milligrams, which is enough to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, mass murder. It's my middle name. <laughs> but it, it's one of the, we don't sell and you, it's not very, it's not as easy to buy nowadays, but you could in the past buy 72 milligram of nicotine online. Mm-hmm. Rat poison. Quite often as well, it was sold as a rat yeah. poison. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's also a great farmers use nicotine. An awful lot of nicotine is a pesticide. Really? Well, it's 60 milligrams, between 30 and 60, but 60 milligram is the off, sort of deadly no state chance. of nicotine. Yeah, you got no F1. chance. Gone. That's how it's going. insurance money. I'm practicing for later. But yeah, it's no. But, uh, Sorry. but with popcorn lung, it was basically the diacetyl that was in the flavoring, which it was a great, it was, it was a beautiful flavoring. And everyone went a little bit crazy about popcorn lung. But to be honest with you, with diacetyl, it's a product that you can eat a metric ton of and never have any damage to your mm -hmm. body. But inhaling it can cause what's called a popcorn lung. And it was to, it was called that because it's one of the main things that you'd have in popcorn. That's where it gets its butter taste okay. from. And the people that worked in the popcorn factory would be inhaling this on a daily basis in huge amounts. I mean, we're talking ridiculous amounts compared to what you get in the e-liquid and even a cigarette. So the amount of diacetyl that you get from an e-liquid, if it contained it, well, even if it did contain it, you get more diacetyl from a cigarette than you would from vaping okay. by, by a massive margin so, like an unbelievable by a huge like it's it's like you could literally it, it would take years and years and years for the diacetyl to do if any damage to your body mm. and that was over a period of maybe 60 70 years that i've yeah. read so it's not a, it, it's just another thing that people threw at the vaping industry because there's been loads of like slander and and loads of people dismissing vaping as being an alternative to smoking and it's mainly coming from you know the sources that don't want people to vape in the first yeah. place to, to be fair i mean there's there's no denying that diacetyl is a, a horrible thing but it's as ian's saying the concentration in, in vape is is tiny um i'm actually just reading through a quick study now and if, if you vape um and you roast your own coffee beans roasting your own coffee beans will cause you to inhale more diacetyl um yeah so you know <laughs> and i don't know about you guys i've lost track of the amount of nights where i've been smoking coffee beans you know so uh, i'm a little bit concerned now <laughs> but it's it's not a diminished risk and i mean like i think the really important thing to take away from that is that as an industry everyone went well fuck diacetyl because people are scared of it now people are are, are worried about it now um, yeah. and everyone moved away from it just yeah. you know because again it's it's the same as people coming in the shop who don't smoke it's easy to go here minute jog on than it is to to bring the wrath of the daily mail down upon your head yeah for people who are just starting to, to to do it what 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 would be the best advice you could give them go to a reputable vape shop and talk to the people who work there if, the, if they're a yeah. reputable place and they should be working in the industry they know enough to tell you what matches you um, failing that you could almost always email us um, or Facebook us but if you've got yeah. anywhere close to you you know go, go speak with them because everyone you know I, 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 either of me or Ian now could tell you in general terms what, what's best but if you speak directly to someone they can normally tailor it exactly for you yeah and on top of that as well is when you're going to a vape shop don't expect to see behind the counter an experienced double glazed salesman that will sell you anything he can to get the best commission because that's not really part of our industry mm -hmm. my best advice is to listen to blogs watch your youtube videos go into your local stores and to be honest with you, in this day and age, there isn't many locations around the world where there's no only one vape shop. So you can you can go in and ask for advice, email us, go to another store, ask what they would advise, and then form your decisions based on information that's factual. Because it's, there is a ton of information regarding this industry freely available 24-7. As we know, the, the world is such a smaller place now. I have customers that are in Australia that phone me up and say, Ian, I need some more e-liquid. Can you send me some? And I'm like, yep, not a problem. <laughs> and that's like, I don't know how many thousands of miles away, but they found me online and they phone me up and ask me questions and it's not an yeah. issue. 
You know, there's so much out there. I mean, there is some, you know, companies that aren't as reputable that'll just sell you whatever they want to sell you. But to be honest with you, it doesn't take a, a lot of time to do any type of research to find out if that is really the best thing for you or what it's designed for. There's a lot of good people out there that do a lot of YouTube reviews and, you know, you can find out if someone goes into a shop and says to you, okay, Chris, what you need, what you really need to buy today is a Smok V12 tank with a Smok G-Priv mod with two 18650 batteries. And that's going to cost you 180 quid. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take you long to find their, them products online reviews of them online because they're mainstream yeah. products it's when you've got a product that isn't mainstream that isn't by a company that is a major player in the asig world that you're not going to find any information on that product so if you can't find any information on that product probably best not to go yeah. with it or it's hipster because i mean there's a lot of <laughs> products yeah there's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of products out there which are are cheap you know but it's in this industry, it's best to buy once than buy five times before you get the right thing. Because I could probably sell you a different mod and setup every day of the week, Chris, for the next two years without having to touch the same product twice. Yeah. There's that much choice. There's there's thousands, there's so much choice out there. And the the best thing about it, if you go to a good vape store and you explain to them what you want they really should know which direction to, to take mm -hmm. you down because it, it, it's not, it's a very easy flow chart to follow. Do you like mouth to lung? Do you like straight to lung? How many cigarettes do you normally smoke? Simple questions give you the answers to which direction of the flow chart to go in. If there was such a flow yeah. chart. Okay. So it's all about asking the right questions when you go into a store to and one of the best questions is what device is the best for me i smoke 15 cigarettes a day they're menthols um i usually smoke more when i'm out on the night but on average it's about 15 to 20 cigarettes a day i'm looking for something that's going to mimic that and i'm going to get the same type of result from me smoking 15 to 20 menthol cigarettes a day the more honest you are with the person behind the counter and the more information you can give them, it's going to be easier for yep. them to help you. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. And even if it's a question that you think is crazy, like, well, how will this affect my cat? <laughs> you know, cat lives we can answer important. that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cat lives are important. Not as much as dog lives, but, you know, dog lives are more well, important than cat lives. Just saying it. It's, just put it out there. <laughs> Should we do some um, picks of the week? So, for starters, I would recommend getting the Inokin T20 kit with a liquid that is 50% PG, 50% VG, because it'll work better. If you get a T20 kit with a high VG content liquid, where it's 80% VG or 70% VG, you can't hammer it because it will not wick fast enough and you'll eventually burn the coil out. It will work, but 50-50 e-liquid would be better for that device. Okay. That 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 actually might be something that I can pass on to my girlfriend straight away, because she's she's been using like eighty twenty and where like uh, yeah. so high kind of VG. Yeah. And she's been she's been complaining it doesn't yeah. taste very strong. It it always because you need more you need more heat with with a with a VG. Yeah. yeah you, need, you need more you need power. More. You see. The T20, the tank on a T20, the maximum wattage that you would put through that tank is 14 watts. Uh, right? 14, uh -huh. one, four. Because I, I have the T20 tank and I can put it on top of my um, my G-Priv or my H-Priv that I've got here. But if I put more than 14 watts through it, it's going to burn. Now, on my H-Priv I've got right now, I've got a Daruga... RDA, rebuildable dripping atomizer. It's got a coil in it, which is 0. 0.42 ohms. And I'm vaping that yeah. at 45 watts. To give you an example, well, that's and that's got high VG in it, because that's yeah. all you would need. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to devices like starter kits, you really want to aim for a, 
more PG content because just as a little added extra bonus, PG gives you the throat hit, VG creates more vapor. Okay? To get a balance, if you're using a T20, I wouldn't advise using anything thicker than a 50-50 because of the wicking process and the amount of power that it can actually produce without you burning the coil. Okay, cool. For, for, for an advanced user, but keeping it in, within a sensible um, sensible price point, I would thoroughly recommend what Ian's vaping on right now, which is a Druga. Um, a Druga is a rebuildable drip atomizer, and it is phenomenal. Side airflow, massive clamps, so you can put anything in it. They look the bees bollocks, and they work, and they are unbelievably well-priced. Like, terrifically well-priced. I would recommend that all day long to anyone who actually, you know, wants a dripper. Just pick one up, they're cheap and they work. That would be my recommendation. So less than Crazy, 30 man. quid. That's a hundred pound all day long. Less than 30 pounds. A year ago. And I have put in my Druga four yep. Juggernaut coils. Now we're going to coils in another episode, but Juggernaut coils are probably the biggest coils you could ever find inside any RDA and I put four, five wraps on each coil. So in total, 20 wraps of Juggernaut coil, yeah. which is monstrous. And it's one of the only RDAs which you could actually mm -hmm. do that with. Um, so for usability, it's phenomenal. For price, it's phenomenal. For performance, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And you get but it I, in many I different colors. You, last summer, you would have been paying a kick in the arse off 100 quid. For something of the same, the same quality and the same size, easy paying a hundred quid, and this year you could buy ten. You know what I mean? Cheap as chips, cheap as chips. Yeah, I'm looking forward to really actually understanding anything you said in that last uh, advanced bit there, because <laughs> <laughs> very little of it. What? Well, don't worry, we will keep you on the straight and narrow, young man. If anyone wants any advice, there's always ways to contact us. So very simple. You can send us an email at Castle Store. That's Charlie, Alpha, Sierra, Tango, Lima, Echo. You spotted it there, didn't you? Castle Store, S-T-O-R-E, 001 at gmail.com where you'll either get me or Adam respond to you very quickly because we are super fast on our emails, aren't we? Um, you can contact us on Castle Vape Limited on Facebook. You can send us a message there. Or you can just call into the store. If you search Castle Vape Prudo, you'll find us on Google. Well, thank you very much for uh, all the advice so far and the, and the good conversation. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll come back and go into more depth on pretty much every, every aspect of, of Vaping or um, what's the word again? Schnuffing. 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 So yeah, we're going more more detail on uh, on all aspects of schnuffing as we go along. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for all your for your time and and all the info. That's no, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank <laughs> you.